This week on Cartoon Donster Dive, we cover the cartoon Mission Hill. Joel, do you know any Gen X terms from the 90s? Oh, man. Gen X? Yeah, Gen X. Right before us, Gen X. Like, I know millennials were from like the 80s and through the 90s. So do you mean like... Yeah, but this... I'm just saying the show that we're covering today is is to appeal to the Gen Xers of the 90s. Because they would have been the age of the characters of... Uh, today's I, I, topic, Mission Hill. I I understand what you're saying. Um, Let's talk talk to the hand. Um, talk to the wicked. Is, Let's do cocaine in the bathroom of this uh, a rollerblading bar. It's that, I feel like that is oddly specific. I feel like that feel is like, not a no, general saying. Was huge in the nineties. No, no. I'm I'm saying like a general <laughs> saying that everyone said. <laughs> I don't oh, think every that's Gen Xer one. has said that at least once. <laughs> <laughs> hey, let's go do some coke in the bathroom of this roller rink. Come on. And it's weird that like roller skating is making a comeback, but it's like 70s roller skating, not rollerblades. And see, that's isn't that, isn't that interesting that like rollerblades I I I don't know. Will they for, ever come back? So for me, it's like the seventies roller rink skating. Yeah. I you know, like I would say it never went out of style for me because my dad is really big into that to the point where he you know, he tried to get me and one of my other brothers to really, you know, uh I guess get good at it, do the whole bounce skating. Yeah. But you know, I was fat. My center of gravity was all over the place, so I couldn't. I couldn't bounce skate. You had a good body for roller derby. Oh, I probably. But they yeah. don't have men's roller derby. I don't think it would be. I yeah. I yeah. Th- if there would, is, I have not seen it. I'll say that much. But um, my uh, my brother Jasper, he really got really good at bounce skating to the point where like he can do it. And it's that whole like seventy dance skating thing. Yeah. Um, but like you mentioned rollerblading, it's strange because my nieces this past Christmas, that was like one of the big things they wanted were uh were, were rollerblades. Well, I feel like the nineties as far as like how we have like uh Several shows and movies that are basically like, hey, remember the 80s? And just, I feel like there's going to be a few like, hey, remember the 90s? But like kids are going to be like, look, it's the save icon, but real because <laughs> we still use floppy disks. But it's, it's literally the 90s or now classic. You know, the the music that came out of the 90s. They are now considered to be like, you know, the the rock music. That's classic rock now, Andrew. And yet I have still yet to hear 
offspring on my local classic radio station, and that's when I'll truly accept it. <laughs> or uh, if if they do like, uh, I'm trying to think of like the the generic a corn. If I hear corn on like a our local radio station, or uh, disturbed or something like one of those like this this is wrong right here. I see. I I more equate it to like some some of the biggest names of the '90s. Like if I hear, um, I well maybe I shouldn't equate well, it. New to metal like was what, more 2000s, wasn't it? Yeah, like maybe I shouldn't equate it to like what I'm hearing on the radio, and more as if I hear my nieces who are like right. ten. Or if I hear anyone under the age of 20, basically, if you cannot vote or buy a pack of smokes, which now that's 21, so I guess that doesn't work. If you cannot vote, and if I hear you say, oh, that's classic, isn't it? You mean that classic music? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that 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 hurts you right, and you're just pride. It, it's, it's that realization that, damn, I'm old now. Yeah. But today we are covering, I want to say, our first cartoon aimed at adults. It, I mean, we, you know, we've covered, we've covered like movies. Correct. But we've never done a series before. If, if I, I don't think we have. We've, you know, it's, it's always been they will take something that was originally like either a comic yeah. Or something like that that was aimed towards adults, and then they would dumb it down for kids. For kids, exactly. But this is this is made for adults by adults. For adults? What? Wait, what cartoon is made by kids, Andrew? Uh, Axe Cop <laughs> was written by a five-year-old. Okay, okay, so yeah. yeah. That's the only example I have. And it's all, it's not quite old enough for us to cover just yet. No. Give us like 10 more years. We'll get there. But we have sidetracked our wonderful audience enough. Let's go ahead and play that theme song. Let's hit it. Three, four. All right. uh, I don't want to get sued by cake, so. I, I, but the the themes I do know that the theme song is just the instrumental of Italian leather sofa by the band Cake. Yeah, it's it, it's just a ska song basically. Yeah, um, it's fine. Yeah, maybe I if mean, we rate it high, they won't give us a cease and desist. So I'm gonna rate it about an eight. Honestly, I, I was gonna do I, I was I was gonna do the same an eight. Yeah. Actually, I, 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 I kind of enjoyed it. It was, I'd say it about it. Yeah, I mean, it's it's good instrumentals. It's kind of short and sweet. I think the the total length is probably only like forty seconds long. Um, and then doing the intro, you know, they're just kind of showing some of the characters. Just kind of, it's kind of like a, a Friends intro where they just they play music, showed scenes of the different characters and that's it right yeah yep i mean it's short and sweet first i guess let's get into 
when I asked you, it was like, do you want to cut? Co- what do you want to cover next week? Well, no. So, and, so yep. And well, you actually I was like, yeah, yeah. I texted you. I asked you, what do you want to cover? And you responded with Mission Hill. And you're like, oh, great. <laughs> I hate that show. <laughs> well, no, you you actually originally texted me. You was like, I was thinking we could do something like the Oblongs or Mission oh, Hill. Okay. And I my response to you was I hate Mission Hill, so let's do that. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Because so, I love the Oblongs. Right, I did too. And we'll cover the Oblongs too, because I feel like that one's got a really good history as well. It it, it deserves to be covered, yes. And uh do you want to argue about why this show is good now, or do you want to wait till later? So, so let's let's wait till later. I I am gonna I'm gonna try to talk about this show, the history, without uh, any emotions, without any, <laughs> you know, like my my opinion on this show. I feel like we we can. I'll talk about my opinions when this show came out. And my opinions on the show now, later on. Okay. okay. Um, uh, so, yeah. I, I loved Mission Hill. I just know <laughs> not a lot of people know about it. And that's why I figured we could cover it. Yeah. And I, as I've always said to our listeners, uh, in my response to you when we were talking about uh, doing this show, I hate. Th- oh, yeah. I hate Mission Hill. <laughs> All right, okay. well, tell us how this show you hated so much got made. So let, let, let's go back in time, Andrew. Let's okay. take a, let's take a trip and <laughs> is, is, is that our time machine? Yeah, that's that's our. Um, uh, that's the sound of our dumpster tearing our dumpster a hole. going through the giant garbage pile of time. Oh man, that's where we exist. Well, we don't we don't have to go too far back in time, Andrew. We okay. just gotta go back to the nineties. That's it. That's still like thirty years ago. It doesn't feel like that long ago, but it is a while. <laughs> it is ago. right until you look it up, and yep. you're like, oh no. So let, let's let's go back in time and let's really let's zoom in on. Two guys by the name of Bill Oakley and Josh Weinstein. Okay. Uh, no, no, no relation to the <laughs> to the bad ones, right? No, no. I this isn't it another one of those where, like, we accidentally until we were doing research and it was too late, we learned we were doing a show for a, a sexual assaulter. Look, it. It's honestly, it's. All of that, it's hard to find anything from the 90s and maybe the early 2000s that doesn't have Harvey Weinstein's name on it. That's very true. Like, even it's, it's a tough, it's a tough pill to swallow. Like Toy Story. Um, Bam. There you go. You watch Toy damn. Story. Very, one of the very first names you see, Harvey Weinstein. Just um, masturbating and. To a plant in front of Jesse. There, there you go. I mean, it. So, so I mean, 
Yeah. But anyways, I looked it up. They, I mean, they could be related, but if they are related, my own, it, I feel like it would be like the third cousins or something okay. like that, you know. So, so he is safe. Yeah. So Bill, Bill and Josh, uh, they had, they, they would actually former executive producers on The Simpsons, okay? Okay. So you are talking about, this is late 90s, uh, 97 to be exact. You've got executive producers coming off of The Simpsons, which... At its peak. Peak. Peak Simpsons. They, they wanted to really create a a new animated show an animated show that f- basically failed to address a uh, a segment of the market if you will and right. that segment was teenagers in their later years so basically you know your 18 19 uh 17 year olds and your your 20 something so like early 20s they really wanted to I feel like they really wanted to hone in on that um, part of your life where you are leaving the nest, you know, hey, you're no longer dealing with your mom and dad, maybe, uh, you know, you're you're really kind of figuring out what it means to be an adult. And so they come up with this plot of Mission Hill, and then... Their whole thing is okay. Well, we've got we've got the idea of what this show should be. They get artist, artistic designer Lauren McMullen, who, you know, I mean, she had worked on Simpsons, other things like that. Um, and then they start pitching this idea to different, uh studios they're like you know who needs a cartoon 18 to 25 year olds exactly and what what better network than the wb that's right (laughs) so on september 24th 1990 the first episode aired on the wb and it ran until July 16th, 2000. Now, this is where th- this shows not really a hiccup, but it's This more, show struggles. This show it, struggles a lot. It, it really does. So, this show, like I said, aired basically at the end of 1999. We're all too worried about Y2K at this time. You remember that dumb piece of shit thing (laughs) that happened where everybody thought that computers couldn't handle two zeros and we bought a bunch of beans? Yep. I remember that. Toilet paper, everything. Everyone was freaking out about it. Good thing we learned from that mistake, and we've never panic bought toilet paper ever again or blown anything out of proportion. Anywho, remember to wear your mask. (laughs) <laughs> it's it's not like uh you know the south whenever you call for snow or anything Christ. for those of you who have never been to the south and it like i don't know snows 
a quarter of an inch. (laughs) Uh, You better be prepared to not be able to buy toilet paper, milk, or bread for like, I don't know, a month and a half. Yep. So this show aired, and then within two episodes airing, just two, Andrew, the show basically got canceled. Yeah, I saw two that. Episodes. I was like, damn. So, due to poor reset, they couldn't get Gen Xers to watch it because they were too busy doing cocaine and roller rinks. <laughs> they was too busy rollerblading. Gen Xers want to do, drinking coffee and... Wearing living flannel, that, you living know. Living that friend's life, apparently. I think I only associate Gen X with grunge metal and rollerblades, because that's all I can think of them doing. And you know, now now that I just said that, this show does feel like it's trying to be kind of a friends, an animated friends. Yeah, I could see that, definitely. Um, but, so th- this show, after two episodes... Such poor reception that the originally uh, original plan was for 18 episodes for like one season. They cut that 18 episodes down to 13. Right. And really, so that show, it they aired, you know, 13 episodes. That's it. But this show really didn't find its second life, its cult following that it actually has, until Adult Swim picked it up in 2002. That's right. And when they picked it up... I didn't actually, until we did research on this show, I didn't realize it came on another network. Oh, I I had no idea. I always have watched this on Adult Swim. Yeah, but when it came out on Adult Swim, um, and you, you got to think, this is 2002, so I feel like a, a new, not, not you know, a new generation was warming up to it. Our generations, the millennials. Um, because I, I think you're right. Maybe they was trying to target uh, those Gen um, Xers. Um but maybe well, see, it was we just... could afford to we could afford to stay home and watch it because we can't afford to go anywhere else because we're too buzz- busy buying Starbucks coffee and avocado yep. toast. We don't have enough money to do cocaine at the roller rink. Exactly, it's just not in the budget. It's not. It's not. Maybe now, but you know, back then. Yeah, maybe no. now. Now that we're but there's no more roller rinks anymore. Yeah, I mean, they you can still find them. Just finding one in good shape. That's the question. They, they're they like little time capsules because they haven't been updated at all. No, the, they still got that horrible, like, 80s corporate that's yeah. got this, like, weird trapezoid design on it. Yeah, it's, wild. it's like the proto version of the 90s cup is the 80s yeah. carpet. If you oh, don't yeah. know what the 90s cup is, Google it. I'm almost 100% certain you'll get... Hopefully not porn. You just have to roll them dice. <laughs> just roll them. But this show, <clears throat> it gets such a cult following, man, that it actually... Adult Swim started running it. And then even uh, TBS on their like late night block called Too Funny to Sleep also started running it. 
it it was it was crazy and it, there there was something i uh didn't mention uh this is just a small little trivia bit it was actually originally supposed to be called the downtowners but they had to change their name because MTV was in the production to a title called Downtown. And they thought the similarity between the two would be too confusing. Confusing, So that's where they changed the name to Mission Hill, which is the city that it, this is based in. Right. Yeah. But that, Andrew... Is the creation that's the whole kit and caboodle, huh? That's it. It you know, just basically two creators had an idea for it, put it into place, and it failed miserably. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it got a cult fan enough, and uh, it did. It surprised I, I think it has a pretty decent voice cast as well. Yeah, let, I definitely recognize, because I, I watched a couple of episodes to prepare for uh, this episode that we're doing, uh, Andrew. So, And I recognized a couple of the voices. All right, so the voice cast of Mission Hill is Brian Pussain is Jim Kubak. Nick Jameson is Gus Dunce, Ron Stoogie. Stoogie's the dog, that's what it is. Okay. Howard Bang, Mr. French, and Weirdo Beardo. Okay. Wallace Langham is uh, Andy French. Vicky Lewis is Posey Tyler and Natalie Labowitz Hernandez. Scott Menville is Kevin French and Sea Dog. Tom Kinney is Wally Langford. French Stein, Griffo, Sasha, Mr. Crensto, Nick, Fr- or Nice Freak, sorry, and Nice Freak. Ugh. And Tress McNeil is Dakota, Dr. Yvonne Farley, Mrs. French, Mrs. Mumford, a receptionist, and Shelley. Okay. And also, uh, Jane Weedlin, uh, who I guess fans of the 80s band The Go-Go's would recognize, uh, voices Gwen. Okay. Now, their other works, Brian Posehn, he's in the movie Surf's Up, with, uh, he's Glenn Maverick. Nick Jameson is Jimmy Rebel in The Boondocks. Wallace Laham is Dr. Tyson in Shameless. Vicky Lewis is Dr. Ellis Chapman in Godzilla. Scott Menville is Robin in both Teen Titans and Teen Titans Go. Tom Kenny, who... It's SpongeBob. He's been in everything. But uh, in the 2005... Or 2000s version of the Batman. Uh, he was the Penguin. And finally, Tress McNeil was Babs Bunny in uh, Tiny Toons. Okay. Uh, I I do love this show. I think it has a lot of great moments. Um, you know, the show follows Andy French. Uh, his uh, family moves to Wyoming. 
and uh, they don't they don't take his brother Kevin so he can go finish school. I think he's got one more semester at school or he's going to college. I don't really remember too much. Um, I didn't watch the first episode, so I don't remember. And uh, so basically, he goes and he lives with Andy and his roommates so he can finish up school. Correct. Yep. And uh, Andy's a struggling cartoonist who works at a waterbed um, depot. That's where, like, market? Yeah. And they all live in the city of Mission Hill, which is uh, set in some fictional metropolis based on New York, Chicago, and Boston. That's pretty cool. So I do have a lot of favorite scenes in this show. Okay. Some that like play in my head on repeat. So uh, I don't I don't know what uh episodes they are. They just play in my brain. So uh one of them is Andy is at his job at the waterbed salesman and this guy comes in really angry angrily and he he talks about how these waterbeds aren't as durable as they uh, advertise. And um, he was like, I was making love to my wife. And I bursted one at your supposedly unbustable waterbeds. And uh, Andy's like, okay, buddy, sure. And the guy pulls out a VHS tape and plays it in front of the entire store. <laughs> You know, obviously, you you don't see him boning, but, like, uh, you hear the woman, like, orgasming, and then the waterbed explodes, and the whole, whole store's like, yeah! <laughs> That's hilarious. And then uh, the other one is, um, so uh, Andy's brother, Kevin, he lived a really sheltered life, and uh, they lived next to Gus and Wally, who were a gay couple, which... Also, you know, for the 90s, that was a big taboo thing to, like, have any reference of the existence of gay people. Oh, they um, they actually won an award for that. I think it's called a GLAAD Award um, for those two uh, gay neighbors because they, yeah. they, they want your uh, stereotypical gay person yeah, in the 90s. Like, uh, Wally, Wally could have been stereotypical but if you Gus, really wanted to yeah. to like go for it, but Gus, he's like the marine bruiser, thick eyebrowed, like but so Kevin Kevin has beer for the first time and he's got his arm around Gus and he goes, you know, you think I have a problem with homos but you homos are all right, and I could say that about any homo. And Gus grabs him by the collar and goes, I know you're trying to be positive, but if you call me a homo one more time, I will clobber you into a bloody pulp. Yeah, and I think he then says, like, you know, that's an offensive word to me. Yeah, that's an offensive word. You know, you won't say that. There's another one where... um Andy doesn't have insurance. Yep. And uh he he gets his tooth knocked out <laughs> and Gus tells him to put it in a glass of milk. And so eventually he he quote unquote sells out and uh he goes and works for uh 
Jim's company that likes him in their uh, marketing department. And uh, he goes to the dentist to get his tooth put back in. And he's like, uh, so uh, where's it's like, do you want a veneer or anything? He goes, oh, no, (laughs) he saved it. And he pulls out the milk that he didn't refrigerate. So it's like this chunky yellow uh, glass. And he's like, uh, oh, no, that's an urban legend. This has turned into cottage cheese. (laughs) But there's just, I don't know. um, I guess we can get into why you hate this show so much. I kind of want to guess. Okay, go for it. So, as I've just said, this show has a lot of funny moments. Those are the ones that just stay in my head. I think you don't like the character design because you're a very big stickler for it doesn't matter how funny it is. You can't overlook if something is a bad design to you because we've been friends for a long time. And, you know, if something if you're like, "I I can't I can't do this, it's just it's I can't get over how badly animated it is or how badly drawn it is if I suggest you a comic or something. Yeah. Yeah, no, I mean you so you're you're on the right path definitely. So let let me break this up. Cuz this had a stylized choice of like uh it was very neon. It's very bright. It it is. It is. And I I saw I read something where they said that the animation style was a very it it, it it was like paying homage to uh, Hanna Barbera animation right. style, and I, I can see that now that I read that. But yeah, so when growing up, I hated this show. It was I just I didn't like the animation. It was unpleasant to me. Um, I didn't think it was funny. Um. I think it had like funny bits in it, but ultimately I just, I did not like it. It was that one show where, you know, as a kid, as a young teenager, because, you know, this came out 2002. So, you right. know, I, 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 I've just turned 13. Um, you know, it's like my parents has, have finally just got cable. I, this show was always on TV, like always on at the worst possible time. Let me put it like right. that. It was always like, you know, hey, I've, you, you know, I've, I've fought through my tiredness. Maybe it's like a weekend, you know, okay. maybe I've stayed up late enough to watch Adult Swim. I've, I've done everything, you know, I've sacrificed sleep, um, you, you know, whatever it is. Wanting to watch anime, wanting to ah, watch my there Yu, it is my Yu Yu Hakus <laughs> show, my uh, Cowboy Bebop, my Trigun, and you know this was really um, before the the era where everyone had internet. You know we we really didn't have internet. If we did, it was dial up, right? And. I couldn't just, you know, like Google search something like, oh, what's the uh, what's the show lineup for this, you know, this night or what have you. So I was still trying to figure out the lineup on Adult Swim when, you know, these animes would show. 
And it's like every time I was like, okay, you know, maybe they'll play some anime tonight. Guess what I saw? Mission Hill. <laughs> or I would wake up, you know, or I would attempt to do that, fall asleep, and then I would wake up and guess what show I would wake up to? Mission, Mission Hill. Hill. It was always just a, a wrong place at the wrong time kind of thing. And the animation... And this was before Crunchyroll and everything. Correct. Like that one block of Top Cartoon Network was the only thing we had for anime. That we was didn't it. have this, like... We didn't have these, like, niche animes where they're playing volleyball, and you're like, you know what, I played volleyball in high school, maybe I'll be into this, or, like, yeah. that one about firefighters. It was Dragon Ball Z, Yu Yu Hakusho, uh, Big O, that was the one yep. about the robot, right? Yeah, yeah. And, um, well, it, it, it the was... one about the dog samurai, right? <laughs> I didn't watch a lot of anime when I was so, younger. I got into it way later. It, it was <laughs> if so you can't tell. Like to me, it was so strange because you would get the, um, you would get the Tanami block of anime, which was like Dragon Ball Z and Gundam Wing. And then if you wanted to get like the real, you know, gritty dark anime, you would have to wait until the night where you would get okay, things. Gritty dark anime was like. Cowboy Bebop. Blood and yeah. an almost boob. Exactly. So, <laughs> just um, keep in mind, listeners, this was still the late 90s, early 2000s. Yeah, but that that was, that was I would think, like looking back at it, that was the reason I didn't like this show. Okay? So you have an anti-nostalgia for this show basically because it cock-blocked you on your anime watching, which I get. That's definitely understandable. If I wanted to watch some awesome action... Yep. And I was... Then I turn on the TV. You don't have a DVR, you know? And it's like, uh... There, there they are, the Mission Hill crew gallivanting about in your face when all you really wanted to do was watch lasers from Japan <laughs> the show <laughs> lasers of Japan I keep trying to ta think of like animes off the top of my head and I'm like I didn't watch any of that shit when I was growing up so I, I watched Dragon Ball Z that was the only anime I watched and honestly this show like Look, looking back at it, I didn't understand this show. It right. was a, so now. Now that you went back and watched a little of them, or at least some clips, what do you think now? I'm a fan. Yeah, I like it. it. It'll get you now that you kind of under like. I, I don't want to say now that you understand it, but I guess now that no, it's it's a hundred. It's not ruining your schedule. No, no, it's a hundred percent that now that I understand this show and I understand the humor behind it. I, I, you know, I don't know if I would say, I, you know, I love it, but I definitely like it. It's definitely... You would def I would suggest it to somebody. Yes. Because, like... A, like it's like a good... So, are you familiar with the show Close Enough? Um, yes. By, what's his name? JQ the, something. The dude that did regular show. JQ, J yeah. Quinn or whatever that... Yeah, so Whatever that dude's name. The dude that did regular show, he did close enough on what HBO Max now, right? Right. And it's it's basically 
uh you know oh, it's uh it's it's jg quintal anyway jg quintal close enough this is gen x's close enough Do you see what i mean oh uh, yeah gen, no gen, no gen, gen x. x close enough okay yeah, yeah I, I get that um but i i think honestly the the respect i have for this show now going back and watching it based you know being 30 32 now <laughs> i had to think about my age that's how old i'm getting now you know there there is that level of respect i think it's because like it's like watching me like watching different things that i had to go through like the fact that kevin finch or kevin french sorry the younger brother he basically he was like sheltered his entire life so like when right. he you know when he sees his older brother drinking for the first time he's like oh my god how could you and like i remember having that experience you know yeah, i remember you had uh your oldest brother is 5 years older than you right yeah yep so that yeah that would be about the same same kind of age gap yep. between andy and kevin yeah so i i mean i remember <clears throat> that so it's you know i think it's just now that I've been through that. I've kind of experienced it. I get what the the creators and the writers what they was going for, and I understand it. Nice, yeah. So th- this th- us doing this. I started out before we did this episode, Andrew, hating mission with that hatred, and Hero. now you are a fan. I I've converted. I'm a part of the cult. Well, some, now. well that just goes to show you sometimes it is. Uh, a good idea to go back so there you go the premise of our podcast is now null and void and this will be (laughs) our last episode since we just proved ourselves wrong anywho (laughs) joel i believe it's time to go to your new reoccurring segment reviews on a mission and reviews that be dissing yeah, okay. I was yeah. about to, I was about to say there's uh, I, I feel like I landed that one. I I didn't if that was a gymnastic moves, I definitely wo- wobbled when you, I stuck you, you the landing. You could have done cuz I I went the same place with you uh reviews on a mission and reviews that fall down a hill. Oh, that would have been much better. We'll go with you. <laughs> so this one, the the very first one is a 10 out of 10 and you Listeners, we said that I was going to be reviewing all of the shows from a parent review website, but that website's going to make <laughs> yeah, me pay money. That so. quickly went away. <laughs> One and done. That's all we needed. So this is this review uh, from October of last year is titled A Show Adult Swim Needs. Mission Hill was a late night adult animated sitcom. Sometimes when you are up late at night with nothing to do, Mission Hill was there to help you fall asleep. <laughs> I don't know if that's a good thing or if they're saying that this show is boring or not. I'm not saying it's bad. For me, well, most times... you go. You just said it's not bad. I know. When a show makes me fall asleep, that means it's a good show. If the show is horrible, then it would be, it would be able to keep me up all night. 
I had some great times sleeping on the sofa as Mission Hill played. Overall, funny, great show with cool characters. It's a well-grounded show and doesn't force itself like Family Guy. I could never fall asleep to Family Guy because it is a annoying show. Take that, show. Family Guy. Te- take that, Seth. That is McFarlane. The, I couldn't remember which that Seth is they was. The oddest like metric for a show being good to this like i get it uh family guy was on adult swim for yep. a long time before it got picked back up so i i, I get yeah. where that guy's coming from when it comes to like his litman of like well family guys on adult swim so yeah i, I mean i i guess i get it i have my shows that like i'll fall asleep to it's it's more like a comfort if anything, it's like a comfort show where, you know, maybe I've watched it 80,000 times, right. but it's just like that white noise. So maybe that's what we, he was we saying. We always try to change it up, me and the wife. Right I, now, well, I uh, I like saying that now, now that I'm married. Like, me, yeah, me, me and, and the wife. wife. And then like a sweater like comes into existence on my body. You, you guys magically get like a, a camper in your driveway. Me and the wife like to take the camper up to the falls yeah. over the weekend. I'm wearing like a visor with very thick uh, oh Jeffrey God. Dahmer glasses. <laughs> like, hey there. <laughs> and... So that's it. I I really, I didn't look too hard. I think I looked on like three different websites. Um, I couldn't find a bad review. Really? Nobody had anything bad to say about it? Nope. Um, I, I really think, that, like we said, this show got a cult following. And it's, yeah. you know, I think as new people find out about this show and keep watching it, I think more and more people will fall in love with it. Um, You know, I I definitely, I don't think it's a show that kids can necessarily get all the humor and all the references, but it's definitely one of those shows as, you know, someone maybe in their late twenties or if you've just kind of, you know, lived your life already, it's, it's hilarious because it's almost like a, reality show in a way yeah uh i do know that if this show had ever gotten picked up for a season like multiple seasons the creators wanted to age up the characters yep um every year per season yep so i thought that was pretty interesting that they weren't going to stay the same age so they had a i guess they would have to have some sort of an ending uh in mind so but before before we wrap things up andrew i wanted i wanted to um you know we didn't have a bad review but i wanted to read you what one of the creators um oakley with uh bill oakley he said this in an interview about this show um and it's kind of around the cancellation and just you know the the failure that mission hill was um Basically, he said both Oakley and Bill and Josh, Oakley and Weinstein, both of them blamed Warner Brothers for the show's failure. They basically said that Warner Brothers, they wanted their own version of The Simpsons. So they gave producers from The Simpsons a shot 
But he goes on record and says, this is Oakley, that Warner Brothers goofed. And he said, I am totally fine with people stealing the episodes on BitTorrent because Warner Brothers should have gotten their shit together by now. Ooh. (laughs) So... I do know it's all on Adult Swim, I think, for free. But yep. if the creator says to steal it, to say, fuck Warner Brothers, you Go know, let's, uh, let's respect his wishes. Steal it and don't even watch it. Hey, there you go. Just steal it. <laughs> just have it. Just be like, just, just put it in a folder in your computer called fuck Warner Brothers. And then years down the road, you're like, what is this fuck Warner Brothers? Oh, Mission Hill. Cool. Be like, I, I did my part. Yeah. Yeah, you fight the good fight. Yep. We all protest in our different different and effective ways. Oh, yeah. But I believe that wraps up Mission Hill. Yep. A show for Gen X. And, uh, yeah. <laughs> Give it a watch. It's pretty good. Yep. If you'd like to reach the show, you can go to our website at cartoondumpsterdive.com. There you can buy one of our shirts Request a cartoon that you'd like us to cover, or have two cartoons go head-to-head in our Junkyard Brawl. You can reach us on Twitter. Our Twitter handle is CartoonDD. You can also use the hashtag, hashtag CartoonDumpsterDive. We have an Instagram, TikTok, and Facebook, all CartoonDumpsterDive. We have an email, uh, CartoonDumpsterDive at gmail.com. We appreciate a five-star review on any podcast platform of your choosing. And uh, we hope you don't die on a hill on your mission. Have a great rest of your week. (laughs) See you. See ya. This has been a Lughole Podcast. <laughs>